almost the weekend. It's almost the weekend. <laughs> There's the energy. There it is. It's good to be back. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is very good to be back. Uh, uh, how, how are you doing, Mr. Mr. Darian? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, um, man, I wish I had a whole new world and set of video games to talk about, you know, but mm. I'm just replaying Zelda. I am, Oh, from the I'm, top? Uh, from the top. I'm just obsessed with that shit. Wow. Did you try the DLC? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, um, I, I bought the DLC and then, and then restarted. And I think, you know, there's, there's lots of armor sets and random stuff that I'm just right. finding. It's not, um, yeah, I, I gotta say the DLC isn't really that good bang for your back, uh, yeah. buck. It's, uh, Bang yeah, for your it's... back as it <laughs> slaps you on the back heartily. Like, yes, yeah. if anything, it's going to give you a hernia. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, no, it's not like a story thing or like there's not extra levels really. Um, it's just, yeah, they've just f- kind of fit more content into the, into the world that they've already got. Um, yeah, right. I but, guess maybe, you know, yeah. Okay. It, Fair it's, enough. Yeah, it's 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 okay. Like I I don't know I if other Zelda games have like better DLC paths or whatever, but um true. Yeah, I just I just really love kind of being in the world still. Yeah, um, that, that's a good question actually. I don't know if any Zeldas have ever done DLC before. Uh, right. I don't think they have. Right in at it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com if any other Zeldas <laughs> have done. <laughs> I would rather you write in than just Google it. You know, like yeah, just. No. We we refuse to Google it. <laughs> That's not allowed. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think they have. But yeah, it's uh, maybe you, also you could be a bit spoiled for DLC having you know Dead Cells and Hollow Knight and Dark Souls. Oh, and oh my God! Yeah, they Some they the really DLC. knock it down the park. Yeah. yeah, it's um it's kind of there is a little bit of hubris coming from those Zelda devs, you know, sticking to the regular DLC price point and yeah, giving yeah. you not nearly as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even so, yeah, I just, I just really love this game, and I just can't believe uh, how much I like it. To be honest, yeah, it's dude, just... it's very unexpected for me as well. I was not expecting you to love it as much as you do. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the last time I like beat a game and just started it again straight away. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, amazing. Maybe, yeah, Dark Souls three, maybe. Like, I didn't even do it with Sekiro. It's been, it's been a long. A long time yeah, um, yeah. but uh, yeah. that's awesome you're making me want to play it dude i've been playing so many games this week oh dude sick tell me all right i actually had to write them down so i could remember all of them there's not actually that <laughs> oh many my but God. you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's more than normally normally i'm just like Hunt. i've just been playing Hunt. Um, uh so this week i've been playing splatoon 3 um oh yeah how's that going yeah. It's been real good. Uh, that game is amazing, dude. Except for fucking Nintendo servers. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Yeah. So, like you said, they, <laughs> they sold three million copies in in Japan. You know, you'd think yeah. that would like kick off some flag somewhere on some system to be like, hey, our servers need to be like, temporarily boosted while this game is in its peak. You know, mm-hmm. just be like. Mm-hmm. Spend a little bit of extra money off the back of this huge success and just, you know, make it so players don't have a terrible experience trying to play our game, which is yeah. fundamentally online. I mean, um, b- bold of you to assume Nintendo owns servers, but continue. <laughs> who knows what they do with the inter- I-, I assume it's like three little old men sitting in a room with a bunch of little 
you know, cables and, and sticky tape. And they're just, that, that, that's what got, the Nintendo servers look like. They've got like their fucking abacus out there, you know, mm. translating the binary to whatever the fuck code abacus uses. <laughs> yeah. And basically when you log on to Splatoon, it's like you, you either get the room with the three old men or you don't. You just mm. get ported to an empty room with like a fly buzzing around. It's absolutely <laughs> atrocious. So you can uh, try to play Splatoon and then, you know, depending on, you know, whatever star sign it is or the rotation of the moon, <laughs> I don't know, any any random facet of, of life, you'll either uh-huh. get a communication error or you'll get a flawless connection, you know, like wow. no wow. latency, you know, perfect gameplay or just drop out. Or you'll play halfway through a match and then it will kick you out <laughs> for no oh, reason. Lovely. It'll be like one or more of the players has disconnected. And it's like, no, none of the players disconnected. Something else happened and you're lying <laughs> to me, bro. Like everyone was here. Everyone was having a good time. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, so that's the easily the worst part. But when it's working, it's fantastic. Hell yeah. That's great and it has, it has been better ever since, um, like for, for the last few days, I've been getting fewer and fewer of those errors so lovely and so have you played the other splatoons like are you finding this is a a worthy predecessor wait predecessor successor yeah it uh, i played splatoon 2 a fair bit but i don't remember but i mean exactly how much Mm. um i remember using quite a few of the weapons i don't think i unlocked all of them but I, i remember playing a fair bit of it right um but just the main mode uh I never really dabbled in Salmon Run, and I never really dabbled in uh, Ranked. Whereas this time, I'm dabbling in Ranked, and I'm doing heaps of Salmon Run, because it's so fun. There's like 17 different kinds of bosses that randomly show up during the Salmon Run, and it's, Whoa. it's very I cool. mean, what? so what is Salmon Run? I, it's The imagery okay. is incredible, but uh, yeah. I have no idea what it is. So did you ever play Gears of War Horde Mode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically like horde mode but only three rounds um oh and, yeah yeah so um you're on this little island right and the tide has like three different settings it can be low medium or high tide mm-hmm. so there's like you know water around the island rising and falling depending on mm-hmm. what stage you're in mm-hmm. um salmons little weird salmon creatures will um crawl onto the island and try to attack you um you got to stop them shoot them there's an Hell egg yeah. there's an egg basket where every time <laughs> you kill a salmon boss, which of which there's 17 different kinds, uh-huh. uh, they will drop a few uh, salmon eggs and you have to put eggs in the basket. Uh-huh. <clears throat> every round you have a quota, so you have to tr- get a certain number of eggs to pass the round. And uh-huh. there's three, and that's, that's it. That's just three rounds. So like maybe at the start of the round, you kill the first boss really easily and then another boss shows up. So you get, you know, you surpass your quota of eggs. Mm, um, okay and sometimes there's like random events so it'll be like oh there's some crazy shit happening you know like a bunch of flying salmon come in with like crates and they drop egg baskets and there's all sorts of st- other stuff you know like the weather can change or what t- what kind of tide it is affects what kind of bosses show up mm-hmm. sometimes there's a secret fourth round where a giant angry salmon shows up and you all have to try and defeat him together it's very cool sick yeah, it's just like full of like heaps of little weird surprises, and every now and then I'll see a boss that I hadn't seen previously, and I'll just be like, "What the heck? Like this this guy is crazy. How do I kill him?" And you have to try and like every salmon boss is essentially very easy to defeat if you know how. So right, so, yeah, cool. Um, I dig it. I like the sound of that. Sounds fun. 
yeah, it's it's fun, cooperative. Um, even with strangers, the the fun, you know, there's no there's no voice chat or anything. So you're pretty mm-hmm. much just saying "help me" or "booyah" are the two words you can say. <laughs> uh, nice save, nice save, nice save. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, Jason. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's that's Salmon Run, and that's that's been real fun. Um, cool. so yeah, that's the first game I've been playing. Gosh, no. <laughs> hell yeah! What's um, uh what's course number two? Course number two is. Do you remember Devil Daggers? Of course you remember Devil yeah. Daggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Um, so the creator of Devil Daggers actually an Australian developer. Oh, cool. And they released a new game called Hyper Demon. Great name. Oh, the na- I mean Devil Daggers to Hyper Demon. It's oh. it's looking good. This is maybe my game of the year so far. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> it's it's incredible, dude. It's like. Oh man. So you remember in Devil Daggers you have to like progress from the start every time. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you get a skull, you shoot the skull, it spawns mm-hmm. a couple skulls. Mm-hmm. And then as you progress it gets more and more hectic and it's like mm-hmm. a, a battle of um not attrition. It's just like, you know, you have to try and keep surviving and kiting the enemies around to mm. to progress. And the yep. score was based on how long you survived. Yep, yep. Um in this one it has a really novel way of scoring. So effectively the score starts at 10 and is always ticking down. So mm. your score starts going down over over every second you lose one, one score. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to increase your score, you need to kill enemies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the enemies spawn based on how quickly you kill other enemies. Okay, yep. And so it's this amazing blend of like having to move really fast to kill enemies fast enough so that your score doesn't keep dropping. Mm-hmm. and also the way that it spawns enemies and the way that you move around is just so fresh and so cool there's all these like movement tricks you can do where like you kill a certain type of enemy it gets downed you can bounce off it which kills it and fly through the air and shoot another enemy in its weak spot so that you like <laughs> you know get a combo going and then mm. as you're falling you shoot some other enemies and do like a ground pound on another kind of enemy that you spotted like it's all and the way that it looks it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like looking... It's Imagine being able to see, like, a fly, like, 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That, that, that's what the game looks like. It's, wow. It's, that yeah. sounds so cool. Yeah. What, what was it called again? Hyper Demon. Hyper Demon. And is this something that you can only play on PC at the moment? Um, I think it is only PC. It might be PC Mac. I'm not sure. But it's definitely... Yeah, okay. You would need a mouse and keyboard to play this game. It's not, Right, I see. Yeah. You need to be able to, like, spin around... 360 degrees in like a second to be able to uh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh man, that sounds sick. Yeah. So I, I've been playing that game and get trying to like beat my friend's scores and stuff. It's been, it's been real good. Cool. Um, I got, I think currently my record is 53. My score is 53. So yeah. Oh man. That's so like, um, grounded, you know, I feel like a lot of arcade games purposefully have scores that are like you know 500,000 or something yeah, you're like yeah. hell yeah my high scores you know 2 million i love that your high scores 53 <laughs> yeah 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 it's like the first time you play it you like you get a score of like 8 and then you think you do better because you survive for a really long time and then you check mm-hmm. your score and it's like negative 12 and you're like oh what? my god <laughs> you're like oh i just didn't kill enemies fast enough so my score ticked down so oh like, i heck. love that so I need to like figure out the best way to kill these enemies fast enough so that I, you know, and like, it's just such an, on- it's like staring directly into Cthulhu's mouth the whole time that you're playing <laughs> because the way, the way that your vision wraps around, you can still see behind you a lot of the time. So. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Fuck. That sounds so cool. That um, yeah. that kind of um uh, m- mechanic around the score where it forces you to be aggressive reminds me of Bloodborne oh, a little bit, where you've totally. got to like get your health back. But this is like that on crack, where like the whole point is to be aggressive. Yeah. And it's it's one of the it's it's quite a strange game to look at from the outside. Like if you've never played it and you look at footage of someone playing it, kind of just looks like nothing. Like it just looks like I don't really know how to describe it. It looks like um yeah, staring into Cthulhu's mouth. It's like very hard to perceive, very hard to know exactly what you're looking at. But while you're playing it, like once you're used to it and while you're playing it, you know exactly what's going on. You know where the enemies are. Yeah, yeah. And it's so uniquely that, that I think it's kind of very masterful the way that the game makers have, have done it. It's like, if, if you've never played it, you're looking at it, you're like, what what on earth is this? I can't even tell what an enemy is versus what another enemy is. It's all just sort of meshed together. But when you're playing it, yeah, you just you just see the, the matrix. You see the code. Oh my God. That sounds it's fucking so sick. Cool. Yeah. It's very, very up my alley. Real strange, weird game. You know, you do one thing the whole time, which is just shoot demons, but it's just so perfectly perfectly woven together with all of these all these mechanics and really compelling scoring so i'm a huge fan hell yeah hyper demon hyper demon go get it um <laughs> i don't i don't know how well it's performing but i i wish this guy so much success nice um the last game i've been playing is cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> hell yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> so why yeah why um so i've been playing i've been i've been watching edge runner on netflix uh what's that it's the um cyberpunk anime oh like yeah as in the genre cyberpunk or the brand cyberpunk it it, it was commissioned by cd project red oh um, right they commissioned trigger studio trigger do you know them yeah yeah i trigger do like they did soul leader um killer kill killer kill yeah yep yeah yeah yeah, so they've got this like super stylized, really wacky, almost um, incredible silhouetted animation style, and so I'm a huge fan of Trigger. Um, and so yeah, I was, I've been watching that and being like, hmm, I wonder what's uh, you know what's the update game like on Cyberpunk. And now that I've got a PlayStation Five, I can actually play it in like the highest settings. Right, right. Uh, my headphones just died. It's okay. I can still hear you. It's just now I can hear myself. Oh, oh god. Um, sure, we can put a pause on. No, it's all right. I would need to go charge my headphones. I'll just keep going. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're powering through for the fans. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're making it up as we go. Uh, yeah. So the yeah cyberpunk anime is really good. And I haven't finished it yet, but I've been really enjoy, enjoying it, surprisingly. I, when I first right. started watching it, I was like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> Why? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, but you'd, you'd recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it. It's it's like not the best anime in the world or whatever, but it's like, you know, what it's trigger. It's like really well done. Mm. Um the characters are cool. Yeah. And uh the story's a bit whatever, but maybe it's going to get better. I'm not sure. Um Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll watch whatever as long as the animation's really good. <laughs> so Yeah, okay. I'm, my okay. opinion's flawed most of the time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Stuff. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, Sick. I've been playing um, Cyberpunk again. And yeah, on PS5, it's fantastic. Like, there's no weird bugs anymore. Everything just flows. They've redone wow. a lot of the UI. The gear system actually works now. You can look what, like whatever you look like and use whatever gear you want. Mm. So like, you know, if you get a new hat, but you want to keep it looking like your old hat, you just have that if you want very oh, easily. Oh, that's awesome. 
so yeah, it's just you just you just dress whatever you want to look like, and um, they've added so many things. Like I remember at launch, it had like twenty different hairstyles or whatever, mm-hmm. and you could only be like a man or a female, but now you can be like anything. <laughs> and there's like I don't know eighty different hairstyles now. It's like heaps more stuff in there. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I like so. I remember when it first came out, you actually banned me from playing it. You were like, Did dude, you, you're, yeah, you were just like, with your history of like oh, the game bugs and crashes, like you're not allowed. You're just, yeah. it's going to be a waste of time. Yeah. Um, and do you think now that you're playing it afresh that they're kind of on the no man's sky path? Like, is there kind of yeah. a redemption arc happening here or? I don't know if it's the same because no man's sky arc is so, um, out of this world you know mm. like they really smashed it out of the out of the park and then they were like they went and found the thing they smashed out of the park and then found a new park to smash it out of four more times like they didn't mess around with that game right yeah um whereas this one feels like you know they've they've um they've reworked a lot of things and fixed basically all of the issues um and they've had a bunch of updates and DLC and stuff go in and it all, it's all just there. And like, I got the PS5 version for free because I have the PS4 version. So that was one oh, of the things that right. I was a little bit worried about. I was like, I kind of want to play it again, but I don't want to play like the PS4 5 version. I want to play mm. the actual PlayStation 5 version. Mm-hmm. So that's nice that they just gave you that. Um, so yeah, I would say if, if you ever get your hands on a PS5 or a really beefy PC, then definitely give it a go. But like, um, if you're going to play on PS- PS4, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I would have to test it again. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a like creamy, like very high res style looking game that I don't know how well it, it runs on a PS4 these days. Yeah, I I'd be yeah. I might I might just wait. I'm definitely mm. interested in it because like I really loved that Day Sex game. Um, and like, I've been really, uh, I've been reading the William Gibson, um, sprawl trilogy, which, you know, he's like the, the godfather of cyberpunk. He wrote the, the neuromancer in 1984. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I just, I just really love that vibe and that kind of world. Like, and you know, I, I watched Tim Rogers fucking 12 hour review on cyberpunk (laughs) and like, a lot of the footage, I mean, he had the PC to end all PCs, but yeah. a lot of the footage just looked incredible. You know, just the atmosphere of the world, not like yeah. the story of the gameplay or whatever, but just like driving through Night City looked fucking sick. And yeah. I think, you know, a bit like Day Sex, you know, there, there are a lot of flaws in that game, but like the atmosphere just made me want to be there. Um, totally. Yep. So like maybe maybe cyberpunk could serve the same kind of purpose yeah i i am um now that i've got the playstation 5 and it's way less glitchy so one of the things the issues with it initially was like you'd be like yeah i'm in the world i'm a cyberpunk dude or lady or whatever and i'm like chilling doing my missions and i'm like real invested you'd be like driving along in your car and then like your car would just randomly explode because another car had flown up from underneath it just like a random glitch <laughs> and you'd be like wow i'm definitely not in the world anymore right um, yeah and so a lot of that stuff is done away with um i'm still yet yeah, i'm still like super early like i still have a lot to go um mm-hmm. before i like get into the the open world proper mm-hmm. um i mean i have access to everything but the way the game unfolds is um a bit I don't really want to spoil anything, but yeah, I'm, I'm still quite early. 
Right. Um, well, you've seen the review, but still, I won't spoil anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been playing that a little bit and enjoying it. Um, still not enjoying it as much as Hyperdemon, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's still a good time. Yeah, Hyperdemon sounds so good. Yeah, dude. One of these days, we shall play it. Hell yeah. All right, well, we're uh, changing things up a little bit uh, this episode. I've got uh, I've got some crispy fried chicken for y'all, mm. um, which is a, a little bit different. Um, all right, shall we dive in? Shall I just start shoveling um, flaky shit into your mouth? <laughs> yeah, my mouth is a gate. <laughs> okay. Uh, wing number one. Uh, we got some Ubisoft devs from the Quebec branch, um, which is like a pretty big branch for them. Um, they're refusing to work with creative director Jonathan Dumont on the newly mm. announced Codename Red. Um, so I don't know if you saw, but Assassin's Creed finally got their like Samurai Assassin's Creed oh, announced, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is like something I know people have been asking for for a really long time but like this was before neo and sekiro and ghost of tsushima so yeah. like i it feels like they're kind of pretty late um and you know i can't imagine them doing a better job than ghost of tsushima as much as i shit on that game like yeah it's it's very much in line with that like assassin's creed framework yeah um, yeah but anyway, Dumont previously directed Odyssey um, and is reported to have created a climate of fear, quote unquote. With, <laughs> cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with <laughs> allegations of general abuse and repeated harassment of female employees. Mm. Um, Ubisoft CEO, uh, Evie Gillimore. I'm sorry if I butchered that, but I think it's Evie Gillimore. Uh, has made a statement explaining that DeMont has been appropriately disciplined, which is actually like an unintentionally honest statement of sorts. Mm. Like if you work at Ubisoft, you can expect your boss to get away with abuse and keep their job. Like <laughs> yeah, the yeah. CEO guarantees it, you know, <laughs> like it's yeah. a bit like, oh. Um, but there's no there's no date for Codename Red yet, but, um, you know, thirsty, thirsty ass Creed fans can... Um, get that samurai fun eventually but yeah uh things not going so well on the dev side at ubisoft yeah so what was it the, the creative team is refusing to work with him was that what you said at the top uh just some ubisoft devs from the Quebec oh, branch oh, yeah right, okay. so like you know they're moving um one of their groups onto this project and some yep. of the devs are like we don't want to like yeah right, jonathan okay. dumont has a history of like being homophobic and Ugh. you know pushing crunch and all kinds of awful shit and like the devs have just anonymously gone um to some media outlets and said you know like they're publicly saying we don't want to work yeah, with them, yeah. which okay. which makes me feel like it's way worse than we're hearing about because we're only hearing about the things that are being publicly made right <laughs> yeah yeah i get you yeah <clears throat> okay that's interesting uh, in lighter news the anime for chainsaw man is premiering on october 11th Ooh. <laughs> 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 um so <clears throat> We're getting 12 episodes. I don't think we're getting 12 episodes on October 11th, though. I think it's going to be, no. like, a weekly yeah. deal. 
but yeah. um yeah from october 11th which is you know gonna be pretty soon after this podcast airs you're gonna be able to yeah. get your juicy mitts on that weird shit oh boy yeah i uh they released a, a new trailer and i think the opening theme oh yeah um yeah man i'm so pumped <laughs> i haven't been yeah. this pumped for an anime ever so there you go wow hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. You and Phoebe won't shut the fuck up about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no, it it sounds cool. It sounds really yeah. cool. I think every time I tweet about it, I lose at least one follower. So I'm gonna. Keep <laughs> about this one. Uh, that's funny. Uh, and rounding things off, there was a huge leak that shook the very foundations uh... of this spherical mound that thirsty gamers everywhere call home. <laughs> And that leak was for Bioshock 4. Oh. So it's... <laughs> uh, took you on a ride. You really uh, did. Um, so it's reportedly going to be an open world game based what? in Antarctica. This yeah, oh, this is real. This oh is real. Oh my God. Who leaked this? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Um, I'm not sure of the leak. Um, I actually, it it was a really weird experience researching news. I mm. almost, I almost texted you. I was like, "Where do you go? Do you just go to like IGN and scroll until you find something good?" Um, uh, IGN. Most of the big like Kotaku, Polygon, IGN news stuff is like really random stuff. It's like this right. week in soccer. It's like what the heck? This is a video game <laughs> website. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I came across this, and uh, yeah, open world game based in Antarctica. Wow. Um, what the And uh, another rumour is that it's going to have a female protagonist, but, like, none of this is confirmed. It's just been leaked, and a lot of publications picked up on it. Um, wow. But yeah, I, I imagine it's in extremely early stages of development, um, and yeah. I doubt... Ken Levine is involved. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that could be a thing in a couple it, of years. Did Ken retire? retire? Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, I d- yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything from Ken Levine since Bloch Lurk Inflenerg. And oh, Inflenerg, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god. That's a topic. Um, yeah. Wow, cool. And that's it. That's all I got. You got Thank any bag, you. Chi- bag oh, chips, babe? Bag chips. Um, let me see. I read some stuff down on my phone. Uh, uh, oh god. Um, let's see here. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I do actually. I have a bag chip. I have a bag chip. Oh yeah. Okay. What do you got? Uh, Donkey. You know the video, video game Donkey? Oh yeah. He's starting a video game publishing company called Big Mode. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe Donkey's loaded. So <laughs> publish, yeah. publish those games. Yes, himself and his wife Leah are um, starting this yeah video game pub- publishing company. Um, it's been quite an interesting reaction across Twitter um, to see some of the devs be like. You know, some of them are like, yeah, cool, man. Like, I'm glad people are out there looking for indies and, you know, people who play a lot of games like Donkey and people who have a big following, like an instant audience, like Donkey mm-hmm. doing a video game publishing company kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and some people are like, your qualifications for starting a publishing company are, quote unquote, I've played a lot of video games, which isn't really like a promising 
value proposition for a publishing company. Typically you want to have, you know, um, other publishing contacts or like console contacts, you know, cons like the contacts at places like Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, you know, the ability to be able to have them on the phone or like, you know, large Rolodex of names for voice acting that you can just sort of call on whenever you want. So like all sorts of stuff and, and also like di distribution, marketing, all this other stuff that, you know, publishers typically help do when it comes to release a video game, not just find random indies that you think are good and then give them money is not typically, you know, what a publisher does exclusively oh, part of it. So they're sort of right. calling him out a little bit being like, Hey, you know, it's cool that you're helping indies and stuff, but just so you know, like yeah, other indies be warned that this is not exactly like, uh, you know, just make sure that you're, you're getting your money's worth <laughs> when it comes to signing on with big mode. Um, because, these, you know, new publishers can be uh, fraught with risk. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be the case regardless of the publisher, though? Yeah. And so a lot of people are calling that out, saying, you know, that's, you know, no one really knows how to make video games. A yeah, lot of publishers it? don't really know about video games. They're just money <laughs> people. So, like, yeah. you you saying that, you know, Donkey, Donkey's acumen is worthless is not really true because, you know, he actually does have acumen. He has a huge audience and... He's played every single game ever, and like here he is, <laughs> trying to make yeah. a difference. So yeah, well, know. I'd I'd be I'd be really interested in like what they decide to publish because I I often really like his takes on yeah. on video games, on what's popular and what isn't, and why, and that kind of thing. So like, I think it's an opportunity for him to put his money where his mouth is. Totally, like, yep. these are the games that are good, and it's yep. consistent with like this ecosystem that I've created with my audience. Yeah. I think he's really going to learn a lot, you know. I don't mm. I don't know how much of a businessman Donkey is. He seems like quite a creative to me. I don't and I'm not mm. sure about Leah. She may be more business-minded, but I think they're about to learn that like, you know, this isn't you know, making video games is not like a, a fun business, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially on the publisher end, it's like really quite, you know, it can get really dicey and really hard to deal with and toxic and horrible. And you mm. really need to be quite careful about you know, who you're signing on and when and for how much and all that sort of stuff. Like it's, it's obviously it's business, right? Like it's, it's not, it's not like a fun creative thing to do. It's like mm. hard. Some people really find it fun, but not I. <laughs> oh, well, we'll wait and see what happens there. Mm. Yeah, keen to see what comes of it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hopeful for them. I think um, if if he if they get lucky and they sign a really cool game on initially and it does really well, then it'll be like hell yeah, off to the races. But I think there might be a couple of stumbling blocks along the way for old donkey. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, speaking cool. of leaks, <laughs> <laughs> you ready for this week's topic? Yeah. Yep. All right. Slap me with it. So I don't really know what to call this week's topic. You know, I've got it listed here as video game quote unquote magic, which I, as we chatted about before the app, uh, before recording, it might not be the, the appropriate topic name. Yeah, that, that, that's okay. Just, uh, just explain it to me as best you can. It'll make sense. Okay. A another way to describe this topic would just be leaks, but that it doesn't quite cover the breadth of it appropriately either. So like, you know, maybe, maybe write in. So Mr. Weekend Pod at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> let, let us know how shit we are at naming our episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm terrible at it. I, I'll be like video games, two different words, capitalized, both word in the title. And then next week, the topic will be video games, one word, capital V. Oh my God. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Professional. <clears throat> um, sorry. Yeah, video game magic. So the, the reason that I want to talk about this was because of the GTA 6 leak, which is what I thought you were going for that with that last piece of news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so basically to give people a little bit of background in case you haven't heard about it, which might be, I don't know, if you're not on Twitter, then that might be you. Um, GTA 6 had a huge leak that happened uh, earlier in the week. Um, they had someone not uh, unknown to the company. So th the idea is that I think it was like a social engineering hack. Oh. Um, basically you know, befriend one of the employees, gain some credentials or access to their computer, laptop, whatever it was, and, mm -hmm. and you know, hack, quote unquote, in and download and steal a bunch of video files and also 2,000 lines of code, um, which, or 200,000 lines, I can't remember, quite, quite a substantial amount of code. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, there was heaps of footage here. I think 60 videos were leaked in, in total, um, yeah, all, all showing, yeah. <clears throat> all showing varying degrees of you know where the game was in development a lot of um print screen or debug stuff on the on display and a lot of unfinished assets and bugs obviously um mm -hmm. and so um yeah people gamers in particular with their horrid wet mouths were like you know this is terrible you know like i'm going to cancel my pre pre-order this game looks like garbage uh, they you, had a real, you surely like, can't pre-order the game yet. It's not even announced. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how they how they were cancelling their pre-orders. Maybe they were just were saying, well, "I'm not going to pre-order this game." I, I I'm going to cancel the idea of my yeah, head yeah. of pre-ordering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to pre-order this game. Uh, I don't know. Whatever they were saying was like, you know, basically, I'm not participating in this game hype anymore. I'm just like out because of these videos. Right. Right. Well, Sorry, at the Sippo. Um, yeah, and and so a, a lot of the response to this leak was really quite horrid and awful. Um, right. Yeah, surprisingly so. I mean, or maybe not surprisingly, depending on where you sit on the issue. But um, yeah, I, I think th there's a few different things at play here. Okay, so um, when when it comes to the topic of video game magic, I say magic because it's like in reference to movie magic or making movie magic, mm -hmm. which is something that maybe it's just my own personal experience, like coming up with this term, but I, I have really clear memories of being like watching TV or like going to movie world as a kid. And they're like, this is how movies are made. And mm -hmm. they'll show you, you know, like here's the actor in front of the green screen. And then we're going to blow a fan in their face and make it look like they're flying. And yep, yep. you there from the audience, come and pretend to be Superman. We'll put you in, over the green screen. And they're like, show you what it looks like with the clouds flying by and everything. So it looks like you're flying. Yeah. yeah. And it's Bro, like I did that exact thing at Movie World. That was yeah. a great description. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think people have these core memories. It's not just me, right? It's got to be not just me. <laughs> um <clears throat> so yeah the, there's that part of making movies and even like a lot of um you know blu-ray or dvd specials will come with like a making of or special features it's got like here's how we did this thing yeah and so you get a little bit behind the scenes yeah and um, like deleted scenes and it's yeah. got like all the frame data up on the screen while yeah. the scene runs like yeah. yeah it's not polished yeah and even like old school movies you'd go to see them in the cinema and you'd get the doop you know like the little totally. pre-roll 
uh-huh. yeah. um, which still can be found sometimes, you know, like grindhouse movies. They still like, they did that a lot. Um, Hell yeah. so yeah, that, that all of that sort of, what would you call it? Cutting room floor stuff, um, mm. is, is present in movies. And a lot of the time it gets labeled as magic. Um, right. And I think that is also a little bit flawed, but it's a less negative way of looking at the making or seeing the in progress part of something and mm-hmm. saying, oh, that's just how it looks while it's being made. Mm. Um, and so people, you know, have come to terms with, I think, this is what my thesis is anyway, that people have come to terms with the idea that movies in progress look a certain way mm. and that's not how you would expect them to look once they're done and once you're seeing them in the cinema. Whereas video games have really struggled with this for several reasons that I'm sure we'll get into, but they really struggle with this. And so when people see, you know, like in progress footage or like leak stuff like this, they, they sort of, they seem to have jumped to some kind of conclusion and thought that this is what they're going to be getting in the end or that Mm. it looks like it's not good enough or whatever it is. So one theory I I have just while you've been talking is like, you know, when I was 11, GTA was my favorite game right? Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't have Twitter then, yeah. but if you're 11 and GTA is your favorite game now, you might have Twitter. Yeah. And like, is it just the case that we've actually got a bunch of 11 to 15 <laughs> year olds, like <sighs> losing their minds because they just don't know how the world works? I, I definitely think that could be part of it. I don't know. That's the problem with social media, you know? Like, I don't know who these people are. Are they bots? Like, what's going on? Mm. What's the deal with the response to this? It seems really largely negative, and a lot of the response to that negativity has been almost louder than the neg- the initial negativity in the first place. Mm. And so, like, I don't really know... This is maybe, like, a larger discussion of, like, how Twitter and social media seems to be, like, shaping a lot of the culture that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 quite strange. And so, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know who these people are exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's just something to be aware of because like, yeah. GTA is so popular that it's not like, you know, it, it this is not just a discussion between people aged 18 to 25 or whatever. Like, I mm. feel like this is going to run the gamut between ages 10 to like 65. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. there, there just could be... Yeah, and just a lot of ignorance, mm. you know. Like when I was 11, I sure as fuck didn't know how video games were made, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's kind of my point, you know. Like the, the whole idea of movie magic and going to see movie world when you're 11 and seeing how movies are made is like mm. a positive thing. Right, so, right. You know, I see. Yep, yep, I, yep. I'm simply calling it out because I think video games have a problem where they don't do that. They, they keep it so secretive and there's all this sort of like publisher nonsense where they're like, you know, the Anthem trailer came out and it was like basically a pre-rendered movie, but they were mm. putting it up as gameplay. Mm. And so like, yeah, video games have kind of dug themselves this weird hole in which they're not allowed to show anything until it comes out. Mm. You know, well, you get the CG pre-rendered trailer, you get like little glimpses here and there, or you get like a fabricated thing. Yeah, I think I think one of the main differences that sticks out for me is that they can't show it. Because mm-hmm. like, if you put Brad Pitt in front of a camera and you're like, you know, this movie's coming out in 18 months... Like it's still Brad Pitt in front totally. of a camera. Yeah. You know? if, <laughs> yeah. If you if you try and do that with a video game, it's like fuck. You need to make 
Brad Pitt out of polygons and get the <laughs> lighting right and do like <clears throat> a million different things, which comes at the later stages of making a video game. So like, I don't, I yeah, I don't know if it's that video games have like dug themselves into this hole. It's that, mm. that this is the most efficient way to manage a project, which is a video game. And like, you just don't do that stuff until the end. And so You're like, correct. Yeah. And so the, the only way that you can get a polished preview to an audience with a video game is to make a vertical slice yep. where you create, you know, a 30 minute segment of exactly or what you hope the video game will mm. be like when it's completely finished. But then because of the way like the project is managed and like depending on how early that vertical slice arrives, like, mm -hmm. you know, most famously alien colonial marines that vertical slice arrives like two years before the game comes out and it looks fucking amazing mm. and then you know directors change staff move around like there's just a million reasons that it's not going to look like that in the future and yes. so like i think i think it's just so hard for the medium to kind of get around that problem and yeah. i think i think some studios or publishers or or directors i don't know who's responsible but i feel like sometimes they they get it right like i feel like there was a game like a big game maybe it was saints row and apparently that new saints row is crap yeah. but they didn't announce that game until like two months before it came out and like that's the fucking shit that's yeah. awesome that's like you know we know exactly what it's going to be like because it's only two months away um and, like, you can just give your audience such a good picture through trailers or, you know, like, you don't need to rely on those things that the video game industry has come to rely on, like CGI trailers produced from other studios and stuff like that. Like, if your game's two months away from coming out, you've just got so many resources to use in your favour. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought about that part as well. Like, the, just the, the cadence at which you announce stuff is really mm. important um so you know there was a bunch of people obviously on twitter being like i know how to make games and obviously this is the wrong way to make games you do the art first <laughs> and, and that tweet got quoted by a bunch of really high up triple a dev companies and publishers mm -hmm. being like you know the art goes first and then they show some footage um, i'm not going to send it to you but i'll send it to you afterwards and i'll put it in the episode description because i think it's a really fantastic thread of um video games in production way early on so it's games like control uh, uncharted yeah dude i um, actually saw this thread yeah um, cult of the lamb yeah yeah cult of the lamb uncharted the last of us and you know it just showed how you know nathan drake was driving around big gray Q10. polygons and yeah. shit like that like it was just super super rudimentary yeah um, and so I think that kind of response is actually good, you know, like it's, even though it is dunking on someone, it's like in, it's, it's a, <laughs> sort of a little bit of a negative, but it's also like, okay, now we actually get a chance to talk about and look at this stage of development, which no one ever gets to see where like the main character is like nothing like they look in the final game, like in controls mm. case, mm -hmm. um, all of the environments are gray. There's like text on the screen. 
one of the things that I think threw me the most was like everyone or some of the, you know, 12 year olds or whatever commenting and being like, what's all this text on the screen? Why are there lines everywhere? I'm like, <laughs> to me, it's like, that's just debug, you know, like everyone, yeah. anyone who's ever made a game before knows what debug looks like, but yeah. apparently these people have never seen debug in their life. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, it's wild to me that they're like, what is this? Because you know, when you're making a game, you need to know all sorts of stuff. You need to know like how fast you're traveling. You need to know mm -hmm. like whether or not a button's being pressed. You need to know the mm -hmm. state of other people. Like, and all this stuff is like going on under the hood and you need to print it somewhere. And so it ends up on the screen and that's what mm -hmm. they're looking at in the video. <laughs> it's like all of this programmer, you know, tech happening live in front of you. And, you know, it's just like, it's so that you can test stuff. Um, so yeah, anyway, mm -hmm. that having more of that, I think being shown is is good but the, the other the, the other side to that is these are all successful games that have already mm. come out mm. you know like the damage not the damage the goodwill has already been earned through these games and so them mm. showing some early part of their development isn't going to impact them negatively if mm. anything and it makes it better like mm. so you know i what i inevitably it, it's kind of tricky right because if i follow that logic path down to the end it's like okay we need someone making a game right now to be brave enough <laughs> and crazy <laughs> enough to do a tweet or to put out some media that's like, okay, here's what the game looks like. And it looks, you know, terrible. It's got cubes, there's stuff on the screen, mm. you know, there's all sorts of terrible things happening. It looks nothing like it's supposed to look. And to have the audience be like, yeah, cool. I guess they're just making a game, you know, like that's just not going to be the response. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just like anything though. Like if you show any project within any industry in the early stages, like it's not going to look like the final product. So mm. I just feel like it's a bunch of people not knowing how the fucking world works. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even feel like it's video game specific. I just mm. feel like some things take years to be made and they look different for a long time Yeah, and, and that's it. You know, I just, I don't know. It feels like just a lot of people want to complain and be seen complaining. Yeah. And like, you know, it's the social media psychology more than it has anything to do with GTA 6. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, totally. The first thing there is like one of the things that I've noticed with video games is they will look not good until the final year maybe six months and then so much polish happens <laughs> mm. like the game looks vastly different you know in the last six months than it did prior to that is it's, it's crazy the amount of stuff that that happens and gets thrown in and adjusted and moved around and yeah um <clears throat> that final period of time is really crucial to like the final look of the thing mm -hmm. and i think that that's what a lot of people glance onto is because obviously people see things and that's that's how they judge the quality of it by looking at it. And so, yeah, it's, um, that's, that's definitely part of it. And yeah, the, the social media part of it as well. Um, so, so um, uh, what was I going to say? The, there were some other interesting takes that were like, <clears throat> um, people saying that companies like Rockstar, where obviously there's, there's some crunch going on and they've been, living off the GTA five success for a really long time and basically just, you know, repeatedly releasing new paid content for the GTA five online experience. Yeah. Um, and and, and like, to be fair, as a corporation, why the fuck would Not you great. do that? They've made $6 billion in yeah. profit from yeah. one game. They released 10 years ago. Like, yeah, it's crazy. That's are you insane? Like yeah. you can't criticize that because yeah. you, it's just like, 
if your goal as a company is to earn money and you're that successful, like what, why would you do anything else? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think the the criticism comes, can, can come from a fair place where it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're not the ones making the money, you know, the players making the money. They're the ones getting the half-assed product or the product that's broken or glitched or whatever, you know, like. Oh, totally. Oh no. I think creatively like fucking criticize the shit out of it. And like (laughs) take, take two is a corporation, you know, Mm. like this is another instance where a really popular video game is actually just made by a corporation. Like Mm. just, you know, just imagine Jeff Bezos making your video game. Like this is exactly the same thing. And like, I think people forget that people forget that it's not like some fucking art department with a bunch of creatives sipping lattes and like coming up with really original ideas. Like this is bald billionaires demanding things. Is that how you imagine my studio? A bunch of art department slipping, sipping lattes. Is that, uh, that's pretty much it. You've never yeah, like, yeah, it is. It is wearing <laughs> really, really comfortable jumpers. Yeah. And noisy keychains. <laughs> Uh, yes, you, you pretty much nailed it. Um, so yeah, the, th- there's that part of it as well. People were saying, you know, Rockstar or Tech 2 deserves this sort of thing to happen to them because oh. of the way that they've treated their employees in the past. I mean, um, yeah, that's, that's just a way more complicated issue, right? Mm. Because like, I think, uh, yeah, like, sure, t- the, the, executives at the top of take two deserve to like everything have everything taken from them but like the, sh- the share price drops a little bit you know yeah, they go back to their their million dollar mansions like nothing changes for them what changes mm-hmm. is for the people who are on 50k a year working in the art department for 10 hours a day and mm-hmm. like they're getting crucified for something they haven't had a chance to polish yeah. and like the the detrimental aspect of this is to people's mental health it's not to fucking take two and their like bill or check that they get at the end of the day like mm. very few things is going to change that it's like the the people who we actually care about you know the people who are getting a salary and like they're just hanging on and it's like fuck now the whole internet is like jumping on my back for something i haven't even had a chance to release properly yeah yeah, so there's been, you know, various other responses. Like, that's, yeah, that's a really grounded way to look at it. One of the animators who I followed from a long time ago who's working at on GTA 6 made a little tweet thread about it and had a bunch of really positive responses, which I thought was really nice. That's great. Um, so, yeah, people, people supporting the devs on this, which is nice to see, but also, um, you know, the other side of it as well, with, you know, the corporate part of it, which is, I don't think anything really changed. Like you said, nothing changes for the, the top. And I don't think anything actually changes for the product either. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. I think in the end, the game is going to come out on the same day. <laughs> the, ga- the game is going to basically make the same amount of money. I think it's just sort of like ruffled a bunch of feathers um, and been like, hey, you know, like up your security. That's kind of the end part yeah. of it for them. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't sound like there's actually been any valid criticism like if that makes sense like no. it doesn't sound like people are saying um oh the i mean it's just so early in development like even if they were like oh the gameplay you know the shooting mechanic is really sloppy like mm. 
how can you criticize something that isn't fucking ready? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and it's also like not their job to have an uh, an opinion on that. You know, like obviously the people who are making the shooting part of that game know that it looks like that. Mm. It's probably months old or weeks old that footage. Mm. You know, like they probably yeah. fixed that four builds ago. Like, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. no piece of advice here that that can come from any point of like actual constructivity because it's like, yeah, dude, this shit's old. Like, this is mm. old, we fixed this ages ago, all of the stuff that you're talking about has already been fixed, or it's going to be fixed in the next several updates. Like, you're not making this, I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I already know, dude, you know, like, my buffs told me, like, I'm done, I've done it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it must be so disappointing for, like, that team, Yeah. Um, you know, to, to get so much unwarranted feedback. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like when you're working on something and someone like leans over your shoulder while you're working on it and they're like, ah, oh, the nose isn't right. And you're like, fuck you. you know, <laughs> Bro, I mean, I've never drawn a nose right in my entire life. So I can't, I can't, I can't really. You can't relate? can't relate, but I can imagine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's that micromanagey, you know, but on yeah. like the world's largest scale where like everyone yeah. has an opinion about your work all of a sudden. So Yeah. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um so yeah, but I, I think it like brought up a bunch of really interesting stuff to do with that aspect of like, you know, making video games is like a long process that no one really fully understands every piece of. I mean you know, barely mm -hmm. anyone at least. Mm -hmm. Um there is a bit of, you know, video game people or creators, publishers, whatever, being a bit cagey about talking about things early on for a good reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think there's a little bit of swing that we can do on the creative side to show things in progress, not necessarily for, a, you know, a game that hasn't been announced or released yet, but maybe post-release like these AAA companies, these larger studios are doing, mm. or previous successfully studios, successful studios doing some discussion about it saying like, Hey man, just so you know, like, this is what the game looked like, you know, four months in, it's not pretty, but you know, this is what it looked like. And now look what it looks like. looks great. Just so you know, this is what, how it goes, or like, this is how we do animation, or this is how we do sound design. This is what level design looks like. Here's what a gray box is, you know, like all yeah. of this stuff is like really positive for, I think, consumers to understand, not necessarily about specific parts of projects, individual projects, but like at large. Yeah. I think the problem there is that the people that want to understand that already understand that like they've yeah. they've watched no clip documentaries on hades and whatever and you know they Very they nice. always show really early footage in those documentaries and like i i think even if you did have a bunch of developers at the moment developing games and like let's say bioshock 4 you know they start releasing a bunch of stuff right now mm. like i just don't think the like general public who are making the most noise are going to care. Yeah. You know, I, I, I actually don't feel like this is a video game problem. I feel mm. like this is a, like a general like public a, problem. Yeah. And an audience I, issue. Exactly. And I don't know if there's actually a solution. Like it's mm. just GTA is one of the biggest franchises in video games. Like millions and millions of people play every entry. And it's just like, no matter what, happened whether it was going to be a leak or like a release date being released that was too far along like whatever was going to happen around this game the general public were going to have a reaction that you know was probably going to be largely ignorant 
because yeah. it is just literally this giant pool of everyone aged 10 to 65 <laughs> and older, like yeah. voicing their ignorant opinion and not really worrying about how it's going to make devs feel or anybody else feel for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're too far along the timeline to have the kind of like, <clears throat> um, early on movie magic idea of like, you know, you go to movie world and see how video games are made. And now, you know, you know, like everyone has that core memory. Like there's a little mm. bit of understanding there. Mm. I'm just trying to like, see, you know, I don't, I think you're, you're probably right. Like there's no way forward to, um, you know, address public ignorance when it comes or audience ignorance, when it comes to these issues. Um, I think people are just going to obviously have their shitty opinions no matter what. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that thread showing early early dev stuff is good um, totally totally and i think more of that would be good um and i think also like games that include you know concept art or early early development stuff or whatever you know like models individual models mm. even just that stuff shows like you know yeah this stuff in isolation is still something not just part mm. of like a video game that i enjoy it all yeah. just sort of feeds into this overall like you know this is not just some you know is the the word again magical thing that i enjoy it's like there's actually parts <laughs> to it that that you can dissect and see how they're made and you know yeah. that in itself is both interesting and also like gives you a little bit of insight to like the fact that it's you know people made this so yeah and i totally agree with the sentiment like ideally yeah. it would be awesome if if everyone had that knowledge and like that's something that i always love seeing you know behind the scenes for like how movies were made how the actors like got into their roles how they made the character work like yeah. how the script changed on set all this kind of stuff and i love seeing the same stuff for video games but like not everyone just has um that kind of passion or that interest to see behind yeah. the scenes they just want to mow down prostitutes in a ferrari <laughs> you know <laughs> and you know all the power to them but like yeah. when they decide that they're going to go to the other side of the spectrum and make like their criticism public and their criticism yeah. is like unwarranted then that's where the problem lies Totally. Yeah. I think you might've just touched on something that mowed down prostitutes in their Ferrari. Maybe the audience for this product <laughs> is partially <laughs> the reason for the kind of out, you know, it's totally. kind of like a bit of an Ouroboros thing there, you know, like the, the product eating itself. Like, definitely. Definitely, yeah. dude. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So yeah, that's, that's the GTA five league and that's the final piece of news. So onto today's topic. That's great. That's great. Um, well, we've got an exciting whopper of an email coming up. Did you wanna? Did you wanna read it, Joe, or do you wanna break from the mic? Um, I think I've done a lot of talking. How about you go for this one? All right, all right. I'm gonna pull it up right here. We've got uh, an email from the Twilight Priest. Oh, uh, wait, we got another email. Uh, yeah, but one, one email an episode. Let's slow our roll. Oh, heck! I didn't even realize. Okay, yeah. Let's. let's... <laughs> <laughs> all right cool yeah let, let's let's read twilight for email all right hello boys uh first and foremost congratulations on the engagement joe that's fantastic news mm. i just wanted to weigh in and clarify the story of my own engagement that joe alluded to at the start of the last episode as he mentioned my experience was less traditional in the sense that my wife proposed to me 
So for a period of time, I was the only one of us to have an engagement ring, although it is more designed like a simple wedding band. It does have a small sapphire embedded in it. Ooh, if you were playing Breath of the Wild, you could get 260 rupees for that sapphire. <laughs> He's in uh, too deep. <laughs> and that sapphire is there to signify its purpose as an engagement ring. By the way, if everyone's just listening in for the first time, Joe got engaged the other week and I had a bunch of questions because I don't know how any of this shit works. So this oh, is really yeah. interesting for me. Yeah. Uh, after some time, I did also give my wife her own engagement ring. Oh, there you go. So double engagement ring. Yeah. Um, but only after I had enough fun teasing her by letting her know that if she wanted a ring, she should have waited for me to propose. <laughs> That's solid. Yes. Uh, come the wedding day, my engagement ring became my wedding band and my wife has an additional simple wedding band that complements her engagement ring. Oh, double ring. Interesting. Um, the key takeaway from this is that there are no rules. Uh, jo- ooh, direct, direct messaging. Joe, jo, I implore you to keep that in mind now that you are undoubtedly beginning wedding planning. Remember that it is a day for the two of you, and with the exception of a couple of legally required phrases that need to be included in the ceremony, everything is up to you. Yeah, and thank fucking God they made gay marriage legal and took mm. out that bullshit about how marriage could only between be between a man and a woman. Every every wedding I went to where the celebrant had to read that out, the the groom and the wife were like I mean the, the groom and the wife, the bride and the groom were like <laughs> they've got to read this out but we fucking hate it. Legally they have to read it out, but yeah we fucking yeah. hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Yeah, it was always it was always shit to see. And shit to feel if you were queer. Yeah. Uh, have fun with this. Don't get bogged down in what you think other people expect of you. Seek out and do whatever it is that you want, and that will make you happy, whatever that may do. Also, don't try to organize a wedding in the middle of a global pandemic. That is my advice. That's all. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. Uh, as for you, Darian. Oh, shit. Here we go. He's like, and another thing. Uh, I challenge your ignorance in regards to the statement that Black Flag was the last good Assassin's Creed game. Oh, come at me, bro. Uh, I will concede that it was probably the last game in the series to do anything particularly innovative. I can't speak much to Origins or Odyssey, as I didn't spend any real time with those games, but I would argue that Valhalla was a fantastic game. Wow. Uh, Innovative, not particularly. Uh, It really didn't bring anything new to the table other than the setting but what it did provide was a robust rpg foundation solid combat and a story that was engaging enough for what it needed to be on top of all that it is a game that still continues to be supported with reasonably frequent updates and events that for the most part are completely free there are a couple of paid dlcs but they weren't integral to the story it also remained completely optional uh what this gives you is a solid gaming experience with hours and hours of playtime. I have easily spent 180 plus hours without any DLC content. Um, And in the world of $100 AAA video games, that kind of money to time to enjoyment ratio has to count for something to someone. So I think you've you've kind of uh, mentioned a key metric there, um, Mm. which is enjoyment. Um, I think, I think trying to tie value to time is a bit of a fallacy. Um, I think I think t- tying value to enjoyment is where it's at. So like if you pay if you played a hundred and 
80 hours and you enjoyed those hours, then fuck yeah. That's like, that's huge. Mm. Um, but like for me, you know, I played Ghost of Tsushima for like 30 hours and for 25 of those hours, like I'll never get that time back. I, I just, <laughs> I thought it was atrocious. Yeah. Um, and like Twilight Priest lent me that game. I played that game for free and I thought it was yeah. bad value. Yeah. So like. Yeah, it's um, interesting. If, if, you are, if, if you're able to like get enjoyment out of those 180 hours, then then fuck yeah, that's 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 where the money is. I don't think it's in the 180 hours themselves, um, if that makes sense. And it's kind of like what I'm doing with Breath of the Wild at the moment. Um, like, I'm replaying it again straight after I've played it. I'm seeing um, a lot of the same stuff twice. Oh, but Did you meet the Korok Seed guy this time? Oh my God, yeah. Uh, so, I like, <laughs> I didn't look it up though. I was yeah. like, I'm going to fucking find him. Dude. Yeah. He's right it there. still it still took forever. What? No, no, no. He wasn't fucking right there for me. I like <laughs> so right so okay, like there's a Breath of the Wild wave. I've got Phoebe playing it, Will is playing it. Okay. And like I I was, you know, I I'd done a beast before I found him. Like what? I'd done so much and I'm like Phoebe, I can't find this fucking dude and she's like dude, it's so fucking easy. You're such an idiot. And yeah. I was like don't don't tell me I want to find him naturally. And it just took ages. I uncovered a lot of the map before I found him. Yeah. Um, I, I seem to remember, it, I, I, and I'm probably wrong here, but they're like, you should go to Kokoriko Village or something. And on yeah. the way to the village is the guy. Okay. So they do say go to, to Kokoriko Village, but there are three entrances into that village. And <laughs> if you consider that you can climb everything and fly in, yeah, there are 360 entrances to that village. So, <laughs> like, it's it's not as clear cut as, like, go to Kakariko Village and you'll definitely come across him because everyone takes the same path. Right. I, I um, would say then that's a design flaw because really, if he's someone, maybe not crucial, okay, but like, look, he's, he's fairly important to a lot of people's experience of that game. Let's see. I mean, yeah, is that generous? I, Nah, yeah, I beat the game without ever knowing he existed. I know, like, but that's you, Darian. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. E- even so, even so, I like I I had a great time. I thought there were enough weapon slots as it was, but now that yeah. I found him and I'm getting more weapon slots and like, other than the cute kind of puzzle aspect of getting the Korok seeds, I actually mm-hmm. have some incentive. Like it does make things better. Okay. Um, the game is better having found that character. Yeah. Um, but okay. yeah, I. I do think there's a fundamental flaw with open world games that this game hasn't been able to solve, which is when you want the player to do specific things. And like, obviously maybe the developers didn't want a hundred percent of players to find this character because like, you know, if you consider the tutorial area for that game where you get the four Metroidvania traversal things, like you, you can't, you have to do that. Yeah, like yeah, they don't, leave. they don't let you leave without doing that, and they do it in a way that's, I mean, really impressive. Like they make yeah. you feel like you're playing the game already, and like the first hour of Breath of the Wild is the worst part of the game, and it's fantastic. Like yeah. it's, they do an amazing job, and so like, it makes me wonder, like, yeah, what was their intention with this character? Maybe they didn't want a hundred percent of players to find it yeah, because yeah. if they did, then they they made a mistake. 
So maybe they could have done, if they did want to do the, you know, 100% of players find this character thing, mm -hmm. they could have done the Elden Ring path, which was you make, you know, at a certain point after you do two shrines or something, he pops up out the front of the shrine and he's right. like, hey, I do Korok Seeds, sort of like, it, what's her name? That's that's how you do it. Yeah, she just appears at the, like, fifth fireplace or whatever the yeah. metric is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, that that would be a great way to solve it. And like, I feel like there are a couple of other ways as well. It seems pretty straightforward. Um, and like, they did that with the old man. You know, you yeah, can yeah. you can ignore him, but when you pop out of the shrine, he flies over. Yeah. So like, they've proven they've done it before. So yeah, it makes me think that I don't know. Maybe they didn't want all the people to find it. I don't know. That's an interesting question. So what's the creator of um, Zelda's name? What's his name? I don't know. No. I'd, anyway, I'd, he should I'm he sorry. should uh, jump on the pod with us and we can interview him and ask him <laughs> what his uh, intentions were. Yeah, I like that. I'll uh, I'll learn Japanese just for that interview. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. So wait, what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> right, we like en email. enjoyment, enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Um, yeah. So so the key the key metric there is like value to enjoyment, mm -hmm. um, and I think um, if you enjoy those hundred and eighty hours, then then that's fantastic. But it also does raise another question for me, right? Like mm -hmm. when, if ever, have you played a video game and said this video game is too short? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Cause look, here's the case. I'm just, I've got Hyperdemon on the brain. Hyperdemon is $15. <laughs> right. You could play that game for literally eight seconds and be like, mm -hmm. I don't like this game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'd never play it again. Again, mm -hmm. so I don't know. Maybe that's the case when a game is too short, because potentially that's the whole game for you. Is like, but, but that's not the game being too short. That's yeah. you playing the game for a too small short. amount of time. Yeah. yeah. So the full game, who knows how long it is? Um, man, I don't know. I, I'd have to look at a library of games. I'm really bad at like thinking of stuff off the top of my head. You know. Um, yeah, that that's all good. But my point yeah. is like. I've only ever played games where I'm like, this is too long. I don't, I don't think yeah, I've ever played a game yeah. where I'm like, this is too short. I'm always like, fuck, I'm ready for this game to end. And like, I'm good at it now. I just stop playing. Like, I don't, I don't push through. I don't have that like yeah, sunk yeah. cost fallacy thing going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just interesting. And, and I think kind of dangerous to tie, to tie value to time because like, I mean, for me, one of the, the best gaming experiences I had this year was before your eyes. And that, that, that's right. Yeah. That only goes for like an hour and a half. And like when it ended, I was like ready for it. End, fantastic. It yep. doesn't need to be any longer. Um, and like in, enjoyed my time with it. So I think like if you're, if you're creating a game that has 180 hours worth of enjoyable time to players versus 90 minutes of enjoyable time, I think you're successful either way. Yeah, I would agree. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think a lot of games are too long. Um, mm. That's my old man yells at Cloud. Like, there's so many games out there that I feel like I would have enjoyed way more if they just ended, you know? Like, oh, totally. Finish it off. Let me get on with my life. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, I mean, like I said with God of War, if that game was like four to six hours long, right? I would yeah. I would fucking love the shit out of that. But, but brother, four-hour four games don't win awards and rake in the big bucks you need. I wish they did. You need 40,000 RPG mechanics in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 400 hours of unadulterated dot following. <laughs> um, um, yeah. to, go, to go back to the email, 
So by all means, call recent Assassin's Creed games uninnovative, but to say they aren't good games is quite harsh in my opinion. All right, I think that's pretty fair um, to, I guess, um, redact my original comment. I would say that those games are unenjoyable to me. So like subjective rather than objective, I don't mm. think they're good, but ultimately those games are not enjoyable. I played... Again, I, I played Odyssey. I got that shit for free. And it was just... I mean, you know, it was just a video game. It was like, it just exists. It's huge. The voice acting was bad. There are a bunch of glitches. The story is barely passable. It's it, it had one interesting mechanic that was really cool, where if you stay out in the desert too long, you start to hallucinate monsters and shit. <laughs> yeah, cool. and that, was fu- that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, they're just not games that i get enjoyment from um but you know i don't want to yuck your yum if you enjoy that shit then fuck yeah if you can spend a hundred dollars and get 180 hours of enjoyment that's fucking sick that rules yeah Yeah. um as always keep up the great work boys i don't have a specific topic for you but i would love to hear about anything else that gives joe another chance to talk technical animation at me oh Ooh, right. back. Well, we can do that. I'm glad uh, you are the one person uh, that, that enjoyed that episode, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed that episode. Uh, keep 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 building that fan base so that one day we can revive the Titanfall 2 service. Your friend, yeah. Twilight Priest. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Thanks, Twilight Priest. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I, yeah, awesome, man. Thanks for the email. Um, yeah, value, value to time, or uh, time to enjoyment, I think is a way better metric. I've never... I think you probably mentioned it, but I've never heard it like spelled out to me like that before. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I have either. I just feel like that that email brought it out in me. You know, I mm. feel like I I think it's because of just my uh, journey in enjoying video games as well. Like I used to squeeze every penny and mm. like you know get a game on release, platinum it, do absolutely everything, and like by the end of like getting a hundred percent, I was not enjoying that video game, you know, like yeah, I was t- yeah. turning up for a fucking job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and whereas now, like I just do whatever is fun yeah. <laughs> and, and it just like, there's no guilt anymore. Like I don't feel any guilt about playing breath of the wild a second time when I could be playing something new. Yeah. Like I'm just going to play it until it stops being fun and once that happens, I'll move on to something new. And so I think that's like, yeah, I think I think that's the way to go, people. Yeah, I, th- I think that applies to a lot of things as well. Like, I know cre- this, we're sort of on a, we're going to round that off right after this, I reckon. But I know like creatively, <laughs> a lot of people struggle with feeling guilt for while they're working on something. You know, they'll be like, I'm not enjoying this, you know, but mm. it's like I need to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I think the best practice you get is the practice that you're enjoying, you know, mm. like it, even if it's not something that you're entirely up to yet, you know, like if you're, you know, learning to draw or whatever and you struggle with faces, but you really enjoy drawing hands, it's like, oh, I'm just going to draw a bunch of hands, man. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like, just enjoy what the thing is that you're trying to do. Like, it's it sucks that you don't, that you're not good at that other part yet, but every hour spent is like valuable if you're enjoying it. So exactly. There, yeah. there it is. There it is. Every hour spent is valuable if you're enjoying it. Pack yeah. it up, sign it off. Pack it up. Wax that envelope. <laughs> um, uh, podcast ending. Go, Joe. Po- you podcast got it. over. Pod- <laughs> podcast over. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you next week.